You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. I want to share on something uh, um, today. If we turn to Luke chapter 11, verse 9 to verse 13. Luke chapter 11. Jesus was teaching here, and he made a categorical statement. He said, I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened up unto you. Verse 10, for everyone without exception that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened unto him. And then it says in verse 12, let's go, all right, verse 11, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he shall ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? He then said, if you then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So what he was talking about here where he said, and I want to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, right, is something that is essential to us as Christians. Uh, the reason is this. Jesus said, it's more expedient for you that I go away. He said, if I do not go, the Holy Spirit cannot come. Uh, I mean, God showed me something when I was meditating on that recently. He said, if I don't go, he can't come. In other words, some things can't enter into your life if some things don't leave first. Are you following what I'm saying here? So he can't come, all right, with him being present. He has to go and create that room. So God takes away the first to establish the second. The problem is... When he's taking away in order to bring something better, we get upset at what he's leaving our lives. For the Bible says, no man haven't tasted of the old wine. Straight away desires the new. We always say the old is better. And we get emotionally attached to things. And so we struggle with God. And many people are offended all right, in the very thing that God did in order to create more room in their lives to do something. You know, I was listening to a man, and he's, I mean, he came from a Christian home, and he's, he's a Christian, all right, but he's into entertainment business globally, and, and you know, he, his mother was a very prayerful woman, and he kept telling his mother, now, and this was, he kept telling his mother, listen, this, that, listen, my new car is going to come, I'm going to get a brand new car, and all of this, and his old car had broken down, and it was packed all right, just at the entrance to the house, and every day he would tell his mother about the brand new car he was going to get. And the mother said, so long as that old car is packed there, what you are saying would never happen. 
moved that car out of that space. He said he moved the car out of that space two weeks from that day, had a brand new car. So God has to move out some things in order to bring some things, all right, into our lives. I know sometimes how you can be attached to things that are no longer useful in your life. All right? You may even have some clothes. You may have outgrown them, but you're still keeping them. That, I remember when I bought this thing. All right? That's no longer. It's just in human nature. Okay. So Jesus said, it's my experience that I go away. If I don't go, he cannot come. Now, this is Jesus who healed every single person that came to him. This is Jesus that anybody that came to meet Jesus with a need was never turned back. No record in scripture of people coming to meet Jesus in a needy situation and the issue was not resolved by Jesus if you came to meet him without any discrimination. He now tells you you will be better off without me being around physically because of the Holy Spirit who is going to come and he's the comforter who is going to live on the inner side <coughs> excuse me, of you. Now, he tells us that ask and you shall receive and it shall be given. <coughs> Seek and you shall find. So everyone that asks, but when he taught that, he told us what he was saying you should ask for. That if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more won't the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And God told me, this is an undeniable prayer. The worst sinner that prays it must get it. Because that person cannot change without the Holy Ghost. So even if the person looks and says, I need, because when the Spirit is come, he will convict the world of sin. There is no way that person can be convicted of sin without the entrance of the Spirit of God. So he says, if you ask for the Spirit of God, you will get him. Now, and he says, so, and you ask yourself, but what I need is a job. I'm asking for a job. He says, if you ask for the Spirit... Don't forget, he said, it's more expedient for you that I go away. In other words, if I go away, the spirit, you will be in a better position to have the spirit in a time of need. Do you get what I'm saying? And he says, this cannot be denied. So what I'm sharing today is, let's start testing this. In other words, he's saying, if you pray this way, you cannot be denied. He said, but what's the meaning of that? Now, let's look at this. Isaiah 32 and verse 15. Or let's start from verse 13. Upon the land of my people. Now, put the Amplified classic, Classified or Living Bible. All right. The land of my people growing over with thorns and brides. Yes, for all the house of joy in the joyous city. For the palace shall be forsaken, the populous city shall be deserted. The hill and the watchtower shall become a den of wild animals. Endlessly a joy of wild donkeys. A pasture of flocks. Until the spirit be poured 
upon us from on high. In other words, these things will go on until, until means this is when the change occurs. On a seal, which means this thing will go on until something is done. It says when the spirit is poured from on high on us, this will stop. So if a person is in a situation where the Bible says the earth was without form and void, darkness was over the face of the deep, who came on the scene? The spirit of God. Now, we find ourselves in that situation <coughs> And we think we are so intelligent that we will ask for something that we think is best suited for that situation. And that's where the problem is. It says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. I see when you ask for the Spirit, it says, until the Spirit. Now let's go back there in, in 32.15. Right? And the wilderness becomes a fruitful field. And the fruitful field is valued as a forest. And then the next thing that happens is, next verse, quickly. Then justice will dwell in the wilderness. Righteousness will abide in the fruitful field, which is moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. It can't happen without the Spirit. And then the next thing it tells us, and the effect of righteousness will be peace. Internal and external. And the result of righteousness will be quietness and confident trust forevermore. Until the Spirit. So I dare people to ask. In other words, you are in a situation, instead of choosing something, just ask for the Spirit. The Bible describes the Holy Spirit as rivers, all right, of living water. He says, come unto me if you are thirsty. It's a type of water. Come and drink. In other words, it's like dry ground. You don't know what is in the ground until you, a rain begins to fall. So your life may be dry. You don't have to say what is there. Just cause rain to fall. What is there starts coming out. Do you get what we're saying? Oh, people choose and say, listen to me. And we tell ourselves, do you have a vision for the next five years? You say to yourself, yes, I have a vision for the next five years. You start cooking up things. I'm going to ask a woman who is pregnant that what's the, what's the height of the child? I don't know. Is the child a boy or girl? I don't know. Will the child be light-skinned or dark-skinned? I don't know. Male or female? I don't know. Well, I don't know. That doesn't mean she's not pregnant. That you can't define the vision doesn't mean it's not there. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now you begin to put water on the dry ground. Now things begin to emerge. And when those things begin to emerge, then, I think it was Jim, Jim Collins, good to great. He said, don't first of all start where we are going. First of all, determine who is in the car with you. Because the truth about the matter is one relationship can change the course of your life. The vision will stop. What you are calling vision will stop. Meet one person today and what you are calling vision will stop. Uh, you can't be here now and be saying, listen to me, what am I going to do? I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And you don't know what's going to happen. Somebody gets elected in February, calls you to become 
as they say, in, in, in charge of uh, foreign affairs. Ta, ta, ta. Next thing they're telling you, you are in Japan, you are here. What you are queuing for visa, they give you diplomatic, you will, you, you, you get what I'm saying? The course of your life changes. As you are interacting in Washington, in New York, in Japan, possibilities I imagine. They say, what was your dream? My dream was to have a, a small shop. That dream dissolves. Uh, you follow what I'm saying? We hold on to things too much. See, uh, uh, if somebody did not discover the internet, many dreams will not be what they are. Do you get what I'm saying now? I say, I want to do coding. And it's because somebody else discovered something. That's why you are, your dream is coding. 30 years ago, would you say that kind of thing? When you were going to the post office, will you say that, will you say that kind of thing? Are you, you understand what I'm saying? So as things begin to happen, more possibilities begin to emerge. So start praying for the Spirit of God. And what you should now do, and we need to understand, and this can't just be uh, one message here, we'll build on it, is 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, and verse 14. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and then he says, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all forever. So when you begin to pray for an outpouring, that's what Paul said. He said, I know this shall turn to my salvation. Through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus, according to my earnest expectation and my hope. In other words, all that I have to do is to pray for a supply of the Spirit every day. Get a release in the place of prayer. Then go and start thanking God and rejoicing and worshipping Him. That great salvation has come out of this place and this situation because of a mighty move of the Holy Spirit and begin to watch in your environment something is going to pop up that you don't know anything about. It says, when the heavens open and come and do terrible things we look not for. In other words, we weren't expecting those things. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, there's a minister. He sent me a message and he said, look, he just sent me something. And I agree completely with him. He said, look, we need to partner together to establish this particular thing in this country. And when he said it, it registered deep in my spirit, which changes the dynamics of some things I'll be doing in this country. But until he sent it, now I had a nudge in my heart that I should work together with, but when he said, I said, it's kind and then he showed me, sent me a message on Pi Elton, a prophetic message he gave, all right, in country, in an interview he was doing, he said, that is that message. Now, that opens possibilities in partnership. Because the truth about the matter is that I have known, Lester Summerall said this, and it registered in my heart. No message gets established on the earth if two people in ministry don't agree on that message to push it. He said the word of faith message came into the earth through Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Copeland was brought into agreement with him. He said, and the message became global. I will never forget he said it. 
He said that power of agreement, the message became global. So it says the love of God and the grace of our Lord Jesus and the communion. Now, we talk a lot about the love of God. We talk about grace. But it says the communion. And you've got to understand it's the Holy Spirit that is here now. Before Jesus came, you could almost say it was a dispensation of them dealing with Jehovah. Christ came on the scene, now he says, it is a dispensation of the Holy Ghost. In fact, someone says, it's not that book act, it's the acts of the Holy Ghost, not the acts of the apostles. Because even the apostle Peter, he says, whom you now see and hear. That these things, these is what the words Paul and Peter used. He said, whom, he talked about Joel, he says, who will pour forth, whom you now see. And here, which means what you are seeing and what you are hearing is a manifestation of the Spirit. So the communion of the Spirit. Now communion means the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. So when the Holy Spirit is poured forth, he now wants to exchange intimate thoughts and feelings with you concerning everything that you are doing. So in everything that you do, he begins to share intimate thoughts. There are some things you want to do, he will give you the feeling that this thing is not right, and expects that you respond there. Because that's how he's going to guide you. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God, they get into the inheritance. He wants to lead you. And he will lead you by sharing thoughts. In fact, when Jesus says, he shall take the things of mine, that what things are thoughts of mine, and he will show them unto you. He will show you things that are to come. It's part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. God recently started showing me, he said, listen, people are teaching faith too much as something you use when you're in a situation. He said, the major dimension of faith is me giving you knowledge about what is coming and you preparing for it. He said, listen, he said, didn't I tell Abraham, the father of faith, what will happen 400 years? He said, didn't I show Noah that a flood was coming? He said, didn't I tell Joseph and showed him that 14 years, these are the things that will happen. He said, if they just knew about it when it started happening, all of them, it would be too late. He said, people are just teaching. He said, there's a dimension that I will show you things that are to come. He said, listen, it is part and parcel. I can tell you that for the next two years, finances will not come like this. So what I want you to do is to handle your money this way. And the greater thing is I'm going to put a, 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 a behavioral pattern that when the abundance comes, you will be able to judicially use it. You get what I'm saying here? He gives meaning to seasons that seem wrong. He shows you things. He teaches you. Now, when he begins to bring a feeling to you about something, respond to that feeling. If he doesn't, now this is how 
somebody can come into a building and say, this is your office. This is the place, you know, that should be office. You want to rent a place. And you enter and you just don't feel right. If you've been communing with the Spirit, once you enter that place, you will know within that this is not the place. We'll say, but I'm say this is not the place. In fact, you can, you can go and visit a friend in an office somewhere and we'll walk into the office and you know you will soon be walking in this place. There's no connection there. Do you get what I'm saying? Once you start relating with the Holy Ghost, all right, information ahead of time begins to come. Now, he will communicate thoughts and he will communicate feelings. Now, I don't have that. But there's two things I want to get into. I may not be able to get the second one. But I think I'm going to teach on this subject of the Holy Spirit in Wabek. The Bible says, grieve not the Spirit. You can grieve him. And it says, quench not the Spirit. Now, the problem is, people are grieving the Holy Ghost. And they are quenching the Holy Spirit. That's what's going on. Because they're not even aware, all right, of that ministry that is there. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit that, that, that made Paul perceive that a voyage was going to be too much great damage and harm. He said, I, I perceive. Says, I perceive. That's the operations of the Holy Ghost. This voyage, there's nothing on the outside that indicates that it's going to happen. Will be to hurt and much damage, not only of the laden and the sheep, but also of our lives. In other words, when you want to make any decision that the end thereof will be hurtful and damaging and can cost life, and all, the Holy Spirit will minister to you. Now, but if you've grieved him, there'll be silence. And so quick on show what grieves him. There'll be silence. If you just leave anyhow and think that, you know, then I'm, I'm right, then we grieve him and there'll be silence. And once there's silence, then, then, then we don't hear anything. There's no ministry that comes, all right, to us from the Spirit, and people are wondering what's going on. So people walk into situations. So Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 13 Grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. The word sealed there, all right, means you are kept safe until you are delivered from this world of sin. So the Holy Spirit in you keeps you safe in this world. He said, don't grieve him because your security on this earth is tied up to that ministry. And he will show you things that are to come. He will, he will guide you. And if you grieve him, then you shut down that ministry. And I'm saying if a person needs a job or needs things, all right, you go to God in prayer there. And, oh God, listen, I need a supply of your spirit, an outpouring of spirit for this particular thing here. And now God is going to hear that prayer and answer it, and then he guides you. All right? He guides you. Now, once you grieve him, then the ministry sees it. Now, 
To grieve is to cause, all right, sorrow, which means you want to cause it is a release of sorrow, all right, and in this case, or to bring that person, all right, into a place of sorrow, in this case, by a decision you make. In other words, you, you do something, all right, I will say this, or say something that makes the person sorrowful. And that person is grieved. So it's just like you, somebody walking into an office and somebody in the morning comes in and makes a terrible statement to you about yourself or something. And, and you become sorrowful. Your countenance changes. Somebody walks in, saw you five minutes before that, comes in again after 10 minutes and says, what's the matter? You are, something has changed. Now, somebody said something that grieved you. So... You make a decision, you do something, and he's grieved by that. And he releases sorrow into your heart. So you can understand Jesus. When Jesus said, I'm sorrowful now unto death, you know what was going on? It was the will of God for Jesus to go to the cross. But Jesus didn't want to go. That sorrow was the Holy Spirit ministering to him ahead of time that I am not in alignment with you on this thing about where your will is. So he became heavy. That's, the spirit was grieved inside that, look, this thing, you have to do it. So Jesus took it up in prayer. That's why the Bible says he cried unto him who was able to save him from death and lent obedience. He went to God in prayer. He said, not my will, but let your will be done here. And he went again because the Spirit of God was grieved. And, and look, you, you can come inside the service and you've made a decision to do something, just like somebody many years ago in church, and you hear a message and you leave sorrowful. All right, sorrowful on the inside, which means that you're he's trying those means standing here. And look, these things I'm not with you in this. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.